Hi, this is Gillen from Rest Reflections. Welcome to episode three of At Work, our fortnightly podcast on all things inequality, injustice, and oppression at work. As you know, our podcast is all about your questions, your challenges, your dilemmas. And so if you would like us to offer some reflections, some possible solutions on issues related to inequality, injustice and oppression at work, please get in touch. Contact us using at work at restreflections.co.uk and we will do our best to try and offer you some possible way forward in relation to challenges that you may be facing. So for our third episode, there is one issue that I would like us to consider, and it is to do with Black authority at work. It has cropped up in various settings in my coaching conversation at Rest Reflections, on social media, in the workplace, through my own experience, and also seeing how managers and senior managers of color can be treated. So it's been on my mind for some time. And so I was glad to see it being an area of interest suggested to us. So let us first put some basic definition forward so that we are essentially speaking from the same hymn sheet. So I am speaking about authority and I understand that it is a concept that can be seen through quite problematic lens. Uh, Nonetheless, the reality is that within most organizational structure, there is a hierarchy in place. There are many organizations who aspire to work in a way that is less hierarchical and more democratic in the way that it operates. And it is certainly the recommendation that we tend to give to organizations who want to work with us around increasing safety, increasing inclusion, and ensuring that the workplace is as hospitable as possible for people who are marginalized. Nonetheless, even within those configuration and even within those aspirations, perhaps more precisely, there is usually an organizational structure which is based on various factors or various criteria, often to do with how long someone has been within the hierarchy, how long someone has been within the organizational structure, qualification, experience, sometimes where people went to university. And then sometimes there are hierarchies that are more covert, but are perhaps more silently in operation. And those are the hierarchies that are related to social identity or social categorization. And so they link directly into protected characteristics or axes of oppression, such as gender, race, disability, sexual orientation, etc., etc. And so generally what we would find within most organizational structures, certainly the largest organizational structure, is that people at the top of the hierarchy will be more likely to look more closely 
to those groups in society that we deem to be the dominant group. So they would be more likely to be male and they'll be more likely to be white and they'll be also more likely to be not disabled, for example. Now, in the context of today, we're thinking about race and we're talking uh, specifically about blackness and what it is that challenges so much in black authority, that is people who are racialized as black occupying position that are higher up within the organizational hierarchy. And it could be to do with management, responsibility, it could be to do with leadership, it could be to do with people who report to them and all of those areas of, of course, generally link, or it could be related to earning. So I want to suggest three things in terms of why black leaders, black people in position of seniority within organization can struggle. Number one, there is something that is transgressive in having a person who is black in a position of authority other white people. Now, of course, people don't hold this belief openly, perhaps not even consciously, but we do know that historically, or certainly for a large part of our history, the normalized social order was white people being responsible for or having power over or being placed in position of superiority of the black people. We know that it might be very uncomfortable to actually name that and the sequelae of enslavement and colonialism, but we do know that it was the standard configuration. Now, remember when I was younger, my father came home one day having gone to an interview and giving us some feedback about how it had gone and essentially what he had received as a kind of passing comment was that it was not possible for him to be offered the job because no white person would accept receiving orders from a black Man. Now, that was, I believe, in the early 90s. It might have been in the late 90s. But it was perhaps sufficiently far back for people to think that, well, these kind of things are no longer said openly. And I believe that's right, particularly in the UK, that it is very unlikely that any directors or any recruitment personnel would say anything of that nature. We know the cost. And this is the kind of thing that legislation can pick up quite easily. Although this kind of comment are no longer being said, what we want to think is whether the sentiment, the disturbance, the transgression, or at least the feeling of transgression remain when a black person is placed in a position where they gave order, direction, or are responsible for the performance or the work of white people. Now, I do believe that this is one scenario that arises some disturbance within organization. And partly why this disturbance happened is because it cannot be named, because it is no longer socially acceptable to say that, well, uh, I find it really difficult 
to accept being told what to do by someone who is black. And indeed, at times, someone who is brown. So the first factor, therefore, is the historical sense of transgression, which might be perhaps still be held, but more unconsciously. The second reason why black authority might challenge, and I guess it is linked to this first one, it is because still within most corporate organization, it is still foreign. It is still not the norm. It is still unusual for people who are racialized as black or people who are black to be given authority um, power within the organizational structure. As we know, various expression exists um, under representation. Uh, so many expressions to say essentially that if someone is black, it's very likely that they will be in position of subordination. And the consequence of that is that plenty of employees uh, simply are not used to having conversation that are authority-based with Black people. They simply are not used to receiving orders from people who are Black, and they might not even realise how disturbing it is for them because it is an unfamiliar configuration. And finally, something that might be worth reflecting upon is the idea that Black authority perhaps, again, related to number one and related to number two, therefore displaces white people from a sense of superiority, from a sense of entitlement to authority and and to power, whereby some people might see a black leader, a black manager as a representative of the country changing, of, you know, people who are black or brown taking other uh, jobs, taking over the country. And so therefore, white people being displaced. And so with that particular fear, anxiety or factor, what we are talking about would be a reproduction of sociopolitical dynamics around, for example, if we think about Brexit and the fear-based xenophobic discourses which led to people leaving the EU, there was a lot of anxiety around people taking over our jobs, the country, our borders, essentially the sense of losing control, which may be reproduced in terms of how black managers are dealt with in the workplace. So what is it that we can do to make black leadership more familiar, to make it less disturbing and perhaps a little bit easier as well for people who find themselves in position of authority or a position of power and may encounter some of the difficulties that we have highlighted which may in some contexts lead to hostility, 
leads to sabotage, lead to quote-unquote insubordination, or perhaps non-cooperation. Number one, I would say it's very important to understand the historical context about this configuration being transgressive and what it is that we have inherited from colonialism, from imperialism, from enslavement, and what we therefore perhaps feel more comfortable seeing and dealing with when it comes to our relationship with different groups of people. Basic learning on history would be helpful. Number two, I would suggest that people be willing to interrogate their own bias and link to that their uh, sense of insecurities. What is it that is being triggered when they deal with a particular manager who is Black? What kind of image comes to mind? What kind of relationship do they tend to have with people who are Black? Now, there's various ways to address this reflective need. This may be achieved by, uh, for example, coaching. It might be achieved at least to some degree by people taking some implicit association test. It could be addressed with having open conversation with people that one trusts who are from the same demographic as us. So I'm talking here essentially white people talking to white people uh, that they can trust about the difficulty that they are encountering. And all those forums for reflection, for considering what is it that we bring in terms of our relationship with Black managers, Black leaders would be helpful. The final thing will be something that perhaps managers can address structurally or organizationally. And it is about the support that Black managers can receive to do their work. Uh, There is a lot of training that exists out there in terms of leadership, in terms of inclusive leadership. Some of it is really helpful, but the bulk of this support is colorblind. It does not take into consideration the very specific challenges that leaders who are Black are going to face in the workplace. Something that often happens, for example, is that if we find that our authority is being questioned, is that we can become more autocratic in our response. Perhaps we can become more directive, perhaps therefore less open to feedback and less open to, for example, showing vulnerability. Now, all those responses are completely understandable and they are human and they are a function of the way that we might get treated within organization. But nonetheless, they can feed the problem and so therefore lead to cycle of conflict or difficulty that essentially mean that our authority is even more question or resisted, so to speak. So it is also important to think carefully about what kind of support can be provided to Black leaders and Black managers, but more specifically, what kind of race-specific support would be helpful. So I hope I have given you enough to consider issues to do with Black authority, black leadership, why is it that it can be a challenge within organization, but also a few areas 
for you to be thinking and reflecting on when it comes to supporting leaders who are black and when it comes to understanding their lived experience in the workplace. So this has been Ghislaine from Rest Reflections and until next time, please take care.